This is a Life School Podcast episode number 115. Today, we're going to talk about forgiveness and reconciliation, as well as how to restore broken relationships. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you're going to learn how to live with greater intentionality, as well as an integrated faith in all of life. This is the stuff that your parents, your teachers, and your pastors forgot to tell you about. I'm Heath Hollinsby. I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hello. Hello. (laughs) You doing okay? (laughs) You looked at me like, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm doing good, man. And today, what a topic we're going to talk about as we get into uh, reconciliation and forgiveness. Yeah, everybody needs it. And yeah. hardly anybody gives it or has it or, you know, yeah. Yeah. When we were episode 111, when we were talking about gossip and, mm. and just how like killer gossip is, and we were referencing that if you're a human that has ever stepped foot on planet earth, you know, the pain of either gossiping and hurting somebody or feeling the effects of gossip to you. It's the same thing with this topic is we might all have relationships that feel like they're far too gone to be restored. But as Jesus followers, we have to have hope that... One day everything will be made new, but we all feel the effects of broken relationships and fractured relationships. Yep. Forgiveness and reconciliation. Yeah. Hey, let's start out uh, by getting into the differences between forgiveness and reconciliation. How would you describe those? Okay, good. And they kind of almost seem like they could be the same thing, sure. right? But they're not. They're actually very, very different. So um, the word forgive means to like wipe the slate clean, to pardon someone or to cancel their debt. Okay. And it's important to remember that forgiveness is not granted because a person deserves to be forgiven. Instead, it's it's an act of love and mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Bible Bible uses uh, a word for reconciliation. That here, let me murder the Greek here. It's katalage, <laughs> <laughs> and and this this is the word that we see in Scripture as reconciliation, and it means restoration to favor and atonement. Hmm. which is like at one minute, meaning yeah. relationship being brought back together. So forgiveness is about wiping the debt away, mm-hmm. right? A pardon. And reconciliation is about restoration to favor and oneness. Wow. Okay. Now in scripture, we're actually told and commanded to forgive one another. Colossians 3.13 says, you know, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Okay, so not always easy, but there is the command to do so. So God, who is perfect and sinless, unlike us, he didn't withhold his forgiveness from us. And because of that grace, now we actually get to forgive others. Hmm. And then again, here's another one. I'm kind of rolling here, sorry. (laughs) And again, right at the end of what we call the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to approach the Father in prayer. And after, you know, here's how to pray, he says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Yeah. Heavy, you know? That is really heavy. So there's the definition of those two things, just from a definition standpoint. But there's also this, there's actually a pretty strong command and modeling of this and a bit of a warning almost from Jesus. Yeah, so how would you define the maybe the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation? Because they do sound very similar. And we can see that Christ has even called us to forgive one another. Um, yeah, how would you go about defining the differences between the two? Okay, uh, first, one person can forgive, but it takes two 
people to reconcile. Hmm. And I read a great piece on this by a writer, Anita Wright, and she breaks it out um, saying, you know, with God's help, we, okay, we have the power to forgive anything. Hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm always ready, though, or willing to forgive someone or, you know, a thing that's been done and that it's going to be easy. But with God's help, we can. Um, and sometimes, you know, someone will do something that's so bad that it can take a really long time, maybe even the rest of our life, to forgive that person completely. But the possibility for forgiveness is there. And here's the thing. It's important, Heath. My capacity to forgive, to forgive someone doesn't depend on anyone else's behavior or permission. Wow. The person I forgive can continue to actually be cruel or thoughtless and even be maybe against me. But here's the thing. This is super important. He or she cannot command me and my spirit to offer or withhold forgiveness. Because hmm. because here's why. Forgiveness is not about the other party as much as it's about me releasing my anger and judgment on that person and giving the situation and that person back to God and, there, and therefore being freed from that and from the drama of that. Wow. So person, you know, they may, they may still be against you and they, they've never said sorry or whatever. Yeah. And that, that does not limit our choice at all to say, but I'm going to grant forgiveness. I'm going to wipe that slate clean. I get to choose that. So forgiveness is not about the other party as much as it's about me releasing my anger and judgment of the other person and giving that situation and that person back to God and therefore sort of being freed and set free from that. Wow. Which is not nearly oftentimes as easy as it sounds. It, it's not. But but I think the key thing to know there is that is the other person is not actually responsible for us granting forgiveness. Huh. It's Here's wow. why. Forgiveness is a spiritual act. It's like an internal thing, which means that ultimately we're trusting God to accomplish it. And in fact, my own faults and weaknesses can actually get in the way of my ability to forgive especially in really hard situations. But God's bigger, okay? Yeah. So reconciliation, though, on the other hand, so I said like forgiveness is an internal thing, so per people don't limit that from us. Sure. Reconciliation, though, because we're talking about the differences here, is actually a multiple-person process. In order to reconcile with another person, both of us must first ask and or offer forgiveness hmm. before we can move to reconciliation. So as, as both people then are going to need to choose to do whatever it takes to restore the relationship. One person can be completely willing, but if the other person's not willing, then reconciliation is not yet possible. Wow. So you know what I'm saying? Like if you say, well, that was really bad and I've forgiven that person yeah, and I want to reconcile, but they're not ready to. Maybe they don't see the hurt sure. or maybe you hurt them and they're not ready to like, you know, they've forgiven you, but they're not ready for a relationship again. It takes two. So that that's key to understand. Wow. I could be ready, but unless both parties are ready and have offered and received forgiveness, you can't move to that reconciliation, which remember we said means to restore, to get back to atonement, oneness. Yeah, oneness, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. There's been many conversations where it's like, I can forgive that person. I don't ever want to see him again. Does the gospel go, yeah, there's hurt. Let's handle forgiveness and then move towards reconciliation? Or does the gospel allow for us to stop at forgiveness and never really desire to pursue reconciliation? Well, I think that's, man, that's a good, that's a deep question. You're asking from experience here, I can tell. <laughs> um, I don't think that the gospel demands reconciliation. And scripture says, as far as it be, you know, with you, yep. be at peace with all 
mankind, right, with sure. others. And so in a situation where there's been conflict, where there's been uh, hurt, it could yeah. be gossip, it could just be hard words, it could be literally sinned against really badly. Right? Sure. Um, we are commanded, like I said earlier, to forgive. Both parties are, but hmm. we're responsible for our internal work on that Yeah. with God, with our own heart, remembering that we're, in fact, just as bad as that person. Sure. Maybe we've never done that exact thing, but... We have all sinned in so many ways that we've, you know, earned death. Yeah, absolutely. But God has moved in and forgiven us and, right, and reconciles. So that is, that's a, that's a really good posture to start with others. Now, if I hope to forgive specific wrongs that others, you know, have committed against me, then I need to sort of be practicing that. Hmm. So I don't know that we're commanded towards reconciliation, but I think we see God does both. Yeah, and, and that would be, I think that'd be our strongest desire if we really do understand the gospel, that we were not only forgiven, but reconciled. Sure. But both parties have to be involved. So I, I, I can receive that desire, Yep. but I also have to trust God for the other person's heart. Wow. So we see brokenness uh, in our lives, and it even not just in our lives, but it goes all the way back to, I think Genesis 3 is the first example of it yeah adam what and is, eve right yeah adam yeah. and eve so what is the scope of brokenness that we're looking at why is it <laughs> why is it like all throughout human history well i mean it, the scope is it's big like you said at the intro uh, i think i don't think anybody's ever expe- escaped brokenness in relationship right right and um i think we go back to like i said genesis 3 you got adam and eve what's the thing behind the thing with them they're trying to be god they want, to, they want to manage the knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong for themselves. So that's one thing is I want to be sovereign. And they try to create an identity apart from God, hmm. right? And what's going on is it's like, I get upset when you don't treat me like God. Yeah. You thwart my sovereignty. And I, I think that's the actual gospel issue behind all this is not believing that God alone is sovereign, and that's what leads to all kinds. Think about it. In a relationship where you're completely in charge, Heath, and everybody does exactly what you say in the timing that you want it, in the way that you want it. Like yep. in other words, you're sovereign and they submit to your sovereignty. There's no, there's no, nothing's broken, right? Yeah. It's when we have disagreement, when we are both trying to assert our own individual identity, hmm. when we're both trying to assert our sovereignty over a situation and someone won't let us. Wow. Right? Now, they may have not done it face-to-face. They might have done it behind your back. They might have created a situation where you lose and they win, or they got to control you. But that's the thing behind the thing. I'm trying to exert my sovereignty. You're trying to exert yours. I'm bummed. I'm angry at you because it's not going my way. My sovereignty is being thwarted. This identity that I'm trying to put forward, it's not being accepted. Hmm. That's what's going on behind the thing. So, like, if we're going back to Genesis 3, we see that God is actually the first missionary, right? There's brokenness, there's people running and hiding, and God says, I'm going after them, uh, pursuing us. He came after us, right? Where are you? Yeah, Yeah, where are you? If we desire to be like God, how do we get to be like him in pursuing some of these broken relationships? Um, Well, there again, I think you may kind of almost answered your own question there. (laughs) You know, it's like when, when our father sent his son Jesus on a rescue mission, Okay, he came, right? And on the cross, Jesus secured for us what we could never earn for ourselves, and that's Mm -hmm. forgiveness of sin and the restoration and reconciliation of our relationship back to his Father, both. 
both reconciliation, uh, forgiveness and reconciliation. So for us to be like Jesus and his father, God, in situations where we've been hurt, we must first, and I'm going to say with God's help and strength, choose to forgive the other person. Hmm. That's how we... See, God chose to forgive us when we were yet sinners. Yeah, the choice, like, yeah. Once these humans, you know, once Caesar stops sinning, I'm going to forgive. No, it's like, while I'm still completely a rebel jerk to God, he chooses to forgive us, huh. right? So you want, how, we, how do we model that? We, we, we do that. And here's the good news is God's going to help us with that. We yeah. have a spirit. Release their debt, okay? And release our own hearts from being the debt holder. Hmm. That's a, kind of an icky, weird position to be in. So then as much as possible, we need to pursue restoration and reconciliation of that relationship and building trust. Yeah. Now, that also is modeled by Christ because even though he secured both forgiveness and reconciliation on the cross, we now have to accept that. Yep. Right? We have to be ready to receive that in faith. Hmm. Or we stay like the older brother in the prodigal son. So we stay outside the story. We stay outside the party. Wow. So our part is to... Offer forgiveness, be obedient to the command, remember that we've been forgiven, and then pursue others in reconciliation. They may not be ready. They might be. Yeah. They may not even have known we were hurt. They, they might not know what's going on. They might have thought something just was weird. But, you know, they didn't know, and they were afraid. They were you know, wondering what was going on. So be sure. the pursuer, but knowing that God has to do the work in their heart, because remember we said earlier, both parties have to be willing to be giving and receiving forgiveness before you can move towards reconciliation. But we can be the initiator of that. Yeah. What encouragement would you have? Um, I'll just share a little bit about uh, a story I've brought up in some past podcasts. But we had a missional community that was super healthy. We moved into a neighborhood to serve alongside some people. There was a disagreement, and the relationships have gone sour. And it really sucks because we have these effects of our kids were friends and our kids still want to hang out, but the adults can't pull it together. Now, we both claim to be Jesus followers, and I've tried to reconcile. I've done the forgiveness side of things. Uh, in your heart. In my heart, yeah, you absolutely. canceled the debt. Yeah, and I'm like, I just now, I miss you. I really want, mm. like, I miss your friendship. I just want to make things yeah. right for not just our what, sake, but for remember, the neighbors. Reconciliation's about relationship. Right? Yeah, for mm-hmm. the neighbors, so they could see, like, this is how the gospel works and infiltrates. Unfortunately, uh, that is not, both parties are not ready to, well, to pursue go. reconciliation. Yeah. So what encouragement would you have towards me? Is, is it my job as a, as a believer to call the other believer and go like, hey, we got to get this together? Or do I, like you suggest, just step back and pray that God eventually moves in that situation? Well, I think if both parties are sitting back waiting for something to happen, nothing will happen. Yeah. So like I said, if, if, if you've forgiven them, then and you're, try and pers- and try then to you're ready for reconciliation. Do you know if they've forgiven... No, there's no way. You or others? No. You don't know or they haven't? I, I don't know, but okay. I'm assuming w- there's been email sent and we just, there's no response at yeah. this point. So I'm assuming that at this point there's, we're definitely not at reconciliation. I, I, I'd assume that we're not at even forgiveness yet because we're not talking. Okay. Well, let me, so that's a particular situation in community, but imagine if that was like between two good friends or maybe even a spouse yeah, or maybe your sibling or something or someone at work that, you know, used to feel like, man, we were a team and had my back and all of a sudden, whoa, yeah, find out this was going on and right. Got yep. Deep hurt. So sorry about that, you know, but yeah. let, let me give three ideas here okay. of ways to move forward. Okay. You know, I'd, towards I'd... things when you go, I don't know if reconciliation is possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first is, you know, there's the old saying, let go and let God. I'm going to say, let go and let God be God. Hmm. We, we never can control 
the other person's actions or where their heart's at. Yeah. We just, we can't. And part of genuine reconciliation is to recognize the dignity of that other person and their freedom to respond or not to respond as, you know, she or he sees fit. So release your false sovereignty in that situation. Hey, I've forgiven. Why can't they? And I'm going to go talk to them about it. You know, yeah. it's like honor their own, you know, personhood and image bearing, and, and yeah. they'll be ready when they're ready. That doesn't mean you can't talk to them. But in that sense, God's still working. So let go and let God be God and drop your false sovereignty there. Wow. Know? Thank you. Okay. Second, um, give it time, give it space, and give it a rest. Okay. One of the practices that we see in scripture uh, that was part of the year of Jubilee, you know, the Jews had uh, this year of Jubilee was part of the law. And what they did there was they, they allowed their fields uh, to lie fallow. In other words, they didn't plant crops in certain fields for a while so that they could rest and then produce much more abundant fruit later. Wow. And so everyone involved in a broken relationship needs time to process and heal kind of at their own pace. And real reconciliation can't be rushed. And you know, and unfortunately, often it takes a really long time. Yeah. Okay, so sometimes you just got to give it a time and some space. Yep. You know, okay? That's a good word. And then the third is play the role of the prodigal father. You know, you remember the story of the prodigal father had two sons. And, you know, the first son comes and says, I want my inheritance, you know, but dad's not dead, but I want it now. And he goes off and parties it away, right? Sure. <laughs> you know? And when he comes back, though, broken and dejected and having spent everything and starving, right, the father runs to out him, yeah. to meet and restore and forgive. And all, it's the whole picture of both forgiveness and reconciliation. So when we think of mercy and forgiveness, it's easy to want to be the son who receives the mercy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. From that story. Like that's we always place ourselves as one of those two sons, you know. Sure. The one who either split and ruined everything, or the one who sticks around. He's got a bad attitude about everything, you know. Yeah. Self righteous, right? But um, I don't know if you've ever read any Henry Nouwen. Oh yeah, pretty cool dude. He's got a book called The Return of the Prodigal Son, and in it he writes that we are also called to play the role of the, pro- the prodigal father at times. And that's huh. the picture of the gospel, right? That father. And part of Christian maturity, you know, us growing up in our faith, is to learn that we are also. So at times going to be that merciful parent and, and not only just the needy child in a relationship. There again, yeah. that, that's hard. That takes the work of the Spirit because we're hurt and we're saying, I've forgiven, but I still might feel hurt. Huh. But I also can say, but in the power of the Spirit, because of the gospel, and I've been deeply loved and forgiven and restored, I can also at times play the role of the prodigal father. Okay, wow. So who is in need of our forgiveness? Yet, you know, who needs our mercy? And we may find in extending mercy to others that we actually find the very love and mercy that we were looking for ourselves. Wow, that's really helpful. The, the other thing that you just illuminated that I never thought of is it is a sovereignty, a false sovereignty kind of situation. Because in my mind, I want things to be restored so that you know Jesus looks great in our relationship to our non, not yet following Jesus neighbors. And I'm going like, no, it's God's job to pursue people and lead people to himself, not how much cleanup I'm able to do. And so I think it's a, it's a healthy step. To just let go, let it have some time. It doesn't need to be figured out today. And God is powerful. I don't have to yeah, be. And extend mercy. Even if yeah. you're hurt, you can extend mercy. Absolutely. You can be that prodigal father in a situation. Wow. They, now, there again, how they respond is up to them. And we see that in that same story. Sure. The one son's running home, dad jumps off the porch, embraces him, throws a huge party. The older brother's like, 
wait a minute, you, you never did that for me. You and I'm not yeah. coming to the party. Screw that. You know, and he leaves. And so he responds completely different. Yeah. And the father's like, but you've always had my love, you know? So there again, we see that full thing of even as the prodigal father extending mercy, he allows the sons to choose. Do they receive it or don't they? Yeah. Are they ready to receive it? You know? So. Yeah. Hey, as we close up, I know that uh, one thing that we hear quite a bit from people that listen to this podcast is how important the big three takeaways are for them. Yeah. I'm surprised and, like how much people are really love downloading them and digging it. Yeah. Which like, is great. So if you're not familiar... We all like simple steps. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not familiar, each week we give away um, three things that folks can take away from this discussion immediately. And we call those our big three. The way you get the free copy of that, it's a free download. You go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 115. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 115. Uh, and we will get you those those free big three download in your inbox immediately. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Remember, one person can forgive, but it really does take two to reconcile. But, okay, so I'm reminding us of that, what I said earlier, but this starts in your heart. That's what we're responsible for. Your role and first responsibility, just like mine, is to truly forgive the other person, canceling the debt and releasing your own heart. And ask God to grant you deeper understanding into the situation and the other person's needs. Hmm. Pray for his mercy to be yours as well. Wow. Okay? So in other words, take the responsibility that we can own, and that's our own hearts and forgiveness. Sure. Second, before beginning to work on reconciliation and restoration, both parties must first forgive and commit to doing all they can to restore trust and relationship. If only one person has done the work of forgiveness or either party is not ready to reconcile, well, then you'll need to let the relationship rest until both are ready. That's wise counsel, man. Okay. And then third, play the role of pursuer, like that of the prodigal father or God in the garden or Jesus when he came from heaven to earth. Once you have forgiven the person and you're ready to move forward with reconciliation, Reach out in humbleness, offering forgiveness, and begin to test the waters of trust. Seek to understand, you know, if, if the other person is in the process of forgiveness, you know, where are they at with that? Are they, are they, have they forgiven you? Are they ready? Uh, are they offering an apology yet? Or have you, you know, maybe it's you that needs to still offer the apology. Either way, you can be the pursuer in that. Yeah, man, those are really helpful. And again, if people want to get those as a free download, all they have to do is go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 115. Uh, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 115. Immediately in their inbox for free. Happy to send it. Yeah. Wow, this has been uh, a heavy topic, but I think it's helpful because we've all, like we said, felt the effects of this. And uh, Wouldn't it be awesome if, you know, those listening who have things in their lives yeah. just took the next step towards... You know, forgiveness and reconciliation. Oh, it'd be amazing. I mean, I'm watching the news and all that's going on, and it's like, this not only, you know, is is good news for us now, but it's good news for everybody as a nation. Yeah. I just want to say that. Like, there's no reconciliation globally or nationally without people forgiving and reconciling Absolutely. personally. It, it has to start there. So in times of unrest, look in the mirror, Yeah. search your own heart, and, and you we get to, you know, forgive and be the pursuer towards reconciliation as God empowers and as God brings the timing. And it's, it's yeah, a beautiful it's thing. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And you know, I know that you and I are both suckers for story. And uh, 
we have this new Facebook um, group out there that people can join and get approved. You just you go to Facebook in the search bar, type in Life School Podcast, and it's a growing community of people that are engaging a little bit deeper on these podcasts. You and I both get yeah, in there. Yeah, the things we're talking about, and they can jump in and ask questions or not. Yeah, it'd be cool to hear stories with, of people yeah. that are in this process and maybe seeing what God's doing so we can actually celebrate together. Give us some hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real. It happens. Yeah, yeah so if, if you're interested in joining that group, just go to Facebook and uh, just type in the Life School Podcast. We'll approve you, and uh, and then you can join it and enter into conversation with us and share some stories. Don't be a knucklehead. Yeah, <laughs> we will kick you out <laughs> if we have to. We hope to see you next week on the Life School Podcast as we talk about whether or not you're wasting far too much time developing the wrong people in your life. Maybe it's business or ministry. I know it sounds like kind of shrewd and rough, uh, but we're going to unpack it for you next week. We hope that you will join us for that, and we'd like to thank you for joining us today. As always, this has been great. For more information, you can visit us by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> no,